on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Vile Files. Very special episode because we are, it's our first episode we're ever recording from New York. Nellie and I are on vacation, enjoying the city. We came to do some concerts and just enjoying friends. And well, we still need to recap Bachelor in Paradise. So we decided just to do it here. And because we're in the city, what a great opportunity to talk to some fan favorites, have them recap the show with us. The wonderful Bree Springs and Kit Keenan are with me today in studio to you know catch up with them on, and find out what's going on in their lives. Also break down Bachelor in Paradise, maybe get some tea, some inside information. Obviously, these, these ladies are friends with so many people who are on the show. Uh, so I can't wait to find out all the information they have to share. Ladies, how are you? Thanks for having us. Very yeah. excited to be here. I'm super excited. What an intro. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Nick. I, I do my best. Uh, before <laughs> we get into the recap and catch up with these ladies, after this episode, it's probably going to be live by the time you get to us, the very uh, captivating and, and interesting Rod Thill is with us, who has ro risen to stardom via TikTok, talking about all things nostalgia and anxiety in the workplace and life, and uh, really introspective guy. I really enjoyed my conversation with Rod, we talk about uh, things that he's passionate about, like uh, toxic masculinity, and again, anxiety, uh, nostalgia, workplace, and the social media, and really loved my conversation with Rod. So keep listening after this episode, check out that. It's probably gonna be live by the time you get done with this. And uh, other than that, let's get to the uh, episode. Well, before that, uh, how, how have you been, ladies? What's going on with you? We had a fun weekend. Yeah. We did have a fun weekend. Yeah, I, I saw, we saw both you, Natalie and I. Natalie's also in the studio. She's not quite mic'd up. Say hi, Natalie. Hi. <laughs> hi. Um, yeah, what things, what, one big takeaway I've learned from this weekend is that women love ASAP Rocky like no other. <laughs> He's, like, that's an understatement. He's, pretty. he's so pretty. Yeah, I mean, oh no, that's I, an I, understatement. Great show. I fell in love with him, but like the the visceral reaction I saw from all the women watching, it was. Oh, I mean, I mean, I was just like, this guy, this guy fucks. I also, mean, like, the queen kind of gave us permission to really fuck with ASAP Rocky because I, I mean, I've always loved ASAP Rocky. I always thought that he was extremely attractive, but now that Rihanna dates him, I feel like he's even more desirable because now you know is that, like he's a real one. Is okay. Yeah. I was very impressed. It was a great show. I liked it better when he sang. He's got a beautiful voice. Who's your favorite of the weekend? I think ASAP Rocky. And I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Because like, I haven't like followed him closely as a fan. Like, I like a lot of his songs, but... That's the th cool thing about festivals or concerts. You can become a, a big fan of someone if they really bring their A game. And I think I'm a like a really I'm a ASAP Rocky fan like I wasn't before. Just like Eminem. Like I was like I liked Eminem mm. until I saw an Eminem concert mm -hmm. and then I was just like oh. That always like, I'll happens. Fuck with Eminem. Yeah. That always happens. You end up loving people more after seeing them at a great show and he put on a great show. Yeah. ASAP was was my favorite. What about what, what about you, ladies? Yeah, I think ASAP was my favorite. Um, Meg was phenomenal, Meg, though. Meg was amazing. Meg is like, you are watching and you're just like, wow, this is so, there's so, she's a great performer. Like, there's mm -hmm. just so much put into that performance that it was just, that was a very fun show. Um, we saw some of our, 
Bachelor in Paradise friends. Our oh, the nation was there. there was, the, the, na- nation the nation was, was, there. was there. The nation was outside um, last weekend. Yeah, I got to to meet Riley and uh, Ivan and uh, Abigail a, a little bit. Uh, I've met Chelsea briefly. Yeah. Noah, I met Noah. Yeah, it was kind of all- red overalls. Like a lot, my first time meeting a lot of people. I right. can't believe that. I feel like I've met all those people. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. I, had, I yeah. Had interviewed Ivan once, but virtually, so I hadn't met him in person. And other than that, oh, and Noah as well, so I hadn't met either of them. Riley taller than I thought, because I just, you know. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, he's really tall. He's tall. I, he's not there. only has large arms, but also really quite tall. But before we get into the episode, <laughs> ladies, what have you been up to? And I want to start with that as well as, and you guys, you two don't need to confirm, you can say what you want, but I'm, uh, what I know from my inside sources is that both of you had the opportunity if you wanted to look for love on the beach. And uh, a lot of people, as I sometimes will tease, will say how they turned down paradise when they definitely did not turn down paradise. <laughs> uh, however, it's my understanding that both of you, if give, if wanted to, you could have been sunbathing uh, on the beach <laughs> looking for love. And yet we unfortunately, because I'm a fan of both of you, uh, did not get to see you guys look for love on, on paradise. Uh, any response to that? And either way, why did you guys decide for yourselves that maybe paradise wasn't where either of you wanted to look for for love or well, it or worked fame. out for you yeah it did you it found, did it did work out for me for. it did work out for me and at the time what my relationship was probably coming to fruition but um it, i think the reality is i just wasn't interested in any of the guys either that were going on so there was no one that was going on that was like appealing enough to go back onto the dating show that's how i felt there was just no one like obviously there were some guys that i didn't know were going but from the guys that i had talked to or heard were going i was like "Mm, i don't know if any of these are so it was something that both of you had there been someone that you felt felt more compatible with you would have been open to coming on it was yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah okay. If it was like another like Matt James situation where they're like, we're bringing on this person and be like, yeah, cool, let's go. But it didn't feel that way. Okay. What a like authentic response. <laughs> Do you feel like um, your peers, there's a lot of obviously conversations this season about the sincerity or lack thereof, about people going on the beach. There's been obviously accusations about you know, teaming up or going in as a relationship. And if you've listened, I'm, you know, I, I make it pretty clear that I think on some level, they're all there for TV and mm-hmm. there might be degrees of sincerity on like, hey, I, I'm there's a person I'm interested, so I'm going to sincerely go and we'll get into this episode a lot. But there's a lot of like, yeah, whatever, who's available kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. between like, Aaron going from Chelsea to Tia to, you know, the it's, there's a lot of musical chairs, so to speak, 
Uh, and then you two obviously are just like, listen, there's no one I'm genuinely interested. What are your thoughts on some of your peers? And do you, in terms of conversations you've heard, do you feel like there's degrees of sincerity in terms of who's there from the people you know? I think there are a lot of people who kind of went into it just thinking maybe, you know, part of the reason I'm going is probably to be on TV. And part of the reason is because maybe I will meet someone and kind of just going in there with an open mind. Um, I think that it really only gets to be a problem if you're really hurting someone in the process and um i think that's what we saw like with the brendan natasha situation yeah yeah it's a great point i totally agree uh because yeah i don't have a problem with any of them being there for tv everyone's acknowledging they're going on a dating show again and this time it's completely different so yeah it's it's interesting and i again i met to met met a lot of them this weekend and yeah and i have no problem with it but like there's a lot of like something i heard this weekend from someone saying yeah yeah, I'm not going to go back to work and I'm going to see if I can make money off of my experience on Paradise. Was to- something I heard this weekend. Which totally. It's fine. Like, yeah. Whatever. To, to but, each their own, right? Yeah. Know, I um, also, one of the things too that I was looking at Bachelor in Paradise, I was, my friends and I were comparing it to like a hinge. Like, like it's like, hinge but for for bachelor nation people and i was like that's a really great way to think about it like you go on and you kind of play do this like dating roulette and maybe you luck like luck out or maybe you don't it's just like in your face like for example like you said you go on a dating app and everyone's you know has three or four different people they're talking to or yeah various degrees and you might go on a date, have a nice time. And then, you know what? Maybe you're feeling good. You're like, you got, you know, two dates lined up back to back. Yeah. And everyone just kind of knows and you get it. And that's why things like defining the relationships a thing because, hey, we met on a dating app. We both know how this works. And Paradise is the very in-your-face version mm-hmm. of watching it unfold all while, like, you are trying to find love, which I guess what makes it so compelling <laughs> yeah. um speaking of brendan and piper you guys you two know piper like what conversations there's a lot of speculation about were they in a relationship were they not were they just talking anything you two know to like set the record straight on you know like piper has come out and said we you know they both made it very clear from their point of view that they were not in a relationship yeah from watching it I don't know if I believe that, but at the same time, like, you know, there's, it's like, are they hanging out every day, but they're like, haven't defined it? Like, what does that mean? Or, or maybe was that not the case? Like, would, like, I think I've heard, I heard from a guy this weekend say, um, he actually thought Brendan uh, was open to dating other people, but the right per like other people didn't show up yeah, and he might have. Like it wasn't, Brendan wasn't just waiting for Piper. Piper was his favorite of the people who showed up. Yeah. And that Brendan was maybe making moves outside of Piper. Anything on that? Are you aware of anything or what are your, or just general like opinions on that? Yeah. Piper, I I feel, I mean, mean, uh, Kit, I feel like she's like, (laughs) she's thinking, what should I say? No, no. I, I'm just like in such a tough situation because obviously I have known Tasha before I went on the show. Yeah. Um, like 
in the first episode when she's talking to Kenny and she's like, oh, I used to date, the oldest guy I've dated is 50-something or whatever. That's my parents' friend who she's talking about. So I met her like in the Hamptons years before I went on the show. And she's the one who I really talked to like when I got a DM saying, do you want to do this? And I talked to her straight away and I was like, what was your experience like, whatever. And she really Mm -hmm. talked me through that. So I have known Natasha before my season, before I met Piper and everything, but I am clearly friends with them both. So I'm definitely in a tough situation with this one. I think, you know, I don't know what their relationship was before they went on the show. I just, and honestly, like, it's against like the rules to go in there with having any sort of like solid relationship. But honestly, like I don't even think that's the biggest problem. I think it's how Brendan especially talked about Natasha after the fact and like how he belittled her. I think that is really like where he went wrong. Yeah, yeah. I like, I definitely felt like there it was very I mean I think everyone knew everyone in Bachelor Nation knew that they were they had seen each other they'd hung out several times because there was a bunch of people in that group it was kind of I was under the impression that nothing had been like formally established Mm -hmm. because I was under the impression that if anyone were to walk down paradise like walk into paradise Brendan would have been open like I was totally under the impression that he was open to getting to know people who are coming in, but it also doesn't sound like, you know, it kind of sounds like maybe there was some miscommunication before on both of their parts before they left about what their relationship fully was or wasn't. Cause yeah, the way he handled the situation with Natasha, it seemed like he was really, really, it seemed like he was into her, not really, really into her because it didn't seem that way at all. It seemed like he was leading her on in yeah. a way where she could have perceived that he was into her. And he, yeah, it was the situation that he, the way he went about it was not, um, not very clear. Hey, all you hungry people out there who also might be a little lazy. Oh, we're talking about Ali and I. You know, no judgment, but like sometimes you're just in the mood for a snack and it's late night. You don't want to go out. Well, DoorDash and DoorDash can help you get great meals. Uh, you can go to a convenience store, whatever. Maybe it's late night ice cream. You know, maybe it's an ingredient you're missing. You're like, you forgot the salt. You don't, you don't, you don't even like your neighbors. So you don't want to bug them. You just, you don't have to. You just go to DoorDash. But DoorDash get everything in one app with over 300,000 partners. You can support your neighbor. Go to or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. What's your favorite thing to order on DoorDash? When I was at a bachelorette party, it was very late at night. We'd had a lot to drink, and we did a massive Taco Bell order that Mm. came right to the Airbnb, and it was delicious. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, you can also do that as well, and for a limited time, our listeners get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code VIAL. That is 25% off up to $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter code VIALL. Don't forget that's code VIALL for 25% off your first order with DoorDash subject to change terms apply. Uh, Healthcare. So I've heard, Allie, 
Let me know if it's true. For women, is unnecessarily complicated. That is correct. If you are on birth control or interested in taking the birth control, sometimes you want a more discreet, uh, safe care, uh, a discreet way of doing it, and you don't want to have to go to the doctor and things like that. Well, the pill club, that's right. The pill club uh, can help take a little bit of stress out of, out of your life and give you access to, to health care that uh, you need. Uh, luckily, getting birth control is uh, one less thing that you have to worry about with the Pill Club. You'll never have to make a trip to the doctor or wait in line at a pharmacy ever again. They provide access to care from the comfort of your home and deliver it right to your door in discreet packaging. So whether you need to renew birth control or you want to switch birth control, maybe try it, uh, uh, try it for try a new birth control for the first time. The Pill Club has you covered. If you're on birth control, remember remembering to take your pill is already work enough. Forget going to the doctor in person to f- get your prescription and picking it up at the pharmacy. The Pill Club wants to take the work out of taking care of yourself. The Pill Club is a birth control subscription prescribed by medical professionals and delivered straight to your door for free. The Pill Club carries over 120 FDA-approved brands. Most brands of birth control are free with insurance or Medicaid. Otherwise, prices start as low as $7 per month without insurance. The Pill Club delivers birth control to your door for free and discreet packaging. Right now, when you go to thepillclub.com slash V-I-A-L-L, the Pill Club is offering $10, a $10 donation to bedsider.org for every vital file listeners who becomes a patient. Your donation will help low-income individuals get access to birth control through bedsider.org. That's thepillclub.com slash V-I-A-L to get your first birth control care package and donate to help more women in need of affordable birth control. Remember, thepillclub.com slash V-I-A-L-L. You must use the link to make a donation. He was being the most fuckboy of fuckboys, yeah. which is, again, it's about the vagueness and not really saying anything, but saying just enough to sound confusing so that, <laughs> you know, like if you're like in the, in, in it happens in the real world, like in Natasha's case, it was like, well, I mean, I like him, so I want him to like me back. And when we like someone who, and we want to like it back, we're vulnerable to like reading into things, to hearing what we want, right? Yeah. And so the fuck boy in that situation, Brendan is saying and doing things that are like, you know, it's easy for us to be like, Natasha, girl, like, come on, we kind of know, you know, like, yeah. And it's easy for us to say that because we don't give a shit. We're not invested. Totally. But like, everyone's been in that situation in life where we like someone, we're interested in, and we're like, there's something saying, no, I don't really, I don't know. And then we try to like have that conversation, <laughs> and that person's kind of like, no, like, I think you're great, and I really like you. And it's hard in that moment to go, wait, you're not actually saying anything. Right. Well, thrown into the situation of The Bachelor too, like I fully remember being on the show and hearing like hearing Matt be like, thank you for sharing that. And I was like, he loves me. (laughs) He liked me. Like it it was one of those things. I've said this earlier, but it's like someone gives you an inch and you take a mile and you are very much in a situation where you feel like one word means like, okay, yeah. That's what he said. Yeah, I mean, it's highly competitive. You just want, it's a competitive atmosphere. Like yeah. you want validation. So like, I, I get it. With all the conversations about, again, like Brennan and Piper were the height of it, the specific, but as I've pointed out, like they're all doing this to some degree. Like yeah. maybe not James. I think James is like an innocent, <laughs> like, hey guys, we're all, was I supposed to be DMing people? But like, <laughs> you're welcome to give names. You don't have to, but were some of the people we see on the beach now we're watching, were they in either of your DMs before the show, sussing out your interest 
and and going to the beach and if so were were they trying to make connections pre bachelor in paradise yeah yeah people asked me if i was going on the show and at the time i was very like sure that i wasn't yeah yeah same how many different guys i think only one okay i'd say two two yeah okay and they well, were, th maybe three. Maybe three. Yeah. Okay. Flex. I don't yeah. No, no, I, no. Actually, because it was in a group <laughs> setting, like I'm actually I'm remembering this was also at the height of like I think our season coming to an end too, and so there was just I felt like we were always um, chatting with a lot of the guys. So like um, Damar, Riley, and Ivan. Like you know, we had a little like coalition of um, the Black Bachelor gang. Um, so those conversations had started like pretty sure. early. But that's more like friends too. totally but there totally. were there like specific like dms like hey like if you're going maybe mm, yeah like, i mean i happens. would do the yeah. same thing like if i yeah. was going on and i found i thought someone was really cute like yeah i'm gonna ask them if they're going on the show too okay like are you going to paradise as so well? we're there everyone there's kind of and again when i say guilty i use it very loosely yeah in the sense that no one's really really no one's really all that righteous down there of as we've heard this episode, a lot of like respecting the system and, you know, that, that's been like to your point, Kit, like no one really took the time, like no one's really defending Natasha still, even like, I don't think Natasha no, she, is like- people are. On the show, on the beach? Oh, no, not no, no, on no. the show. Bachelor I think Nation, in real life. Oh. Bachelor Nation's Nation got Natasha's back. Oh, but yeah. yeah. watching the show is like, you know, they- Everyone there, especially when this episode starts, there's it seems like a lot of cast people are you can like their look you can tell they're thinking about what to say and they seem mm. more hell bent on protecting the sanctity of the show and like the reaction to like Ivan breaking the rules seemed like kind of <laughs> insane and hyperbolic. Uh, I think totally. that's obviously a great way to place to start with the show. So like obviously like Ivan, you know, the episode ended with Ivan and Aaron. It was even less of a deal than I even thought they're going to make. They didn't even like you thought I thought they were going to open up with the fight again and then it was going to end. They didn't even bother showing us really like the fight. It was just like over already. Yeah. Essentially. Um and it was like what earlier on you had Aaron talking to Marissa and it's clear that Mar Marissa's energy is not siding with Ivan. She's like, what's the problem kind of thing. Like Ivan's kind of like yelling, this isn't fair and blah, blah, blah. And then right when, and then Aaron says something. Yeah. And then Aaron I and mean, Marissa responds to Aaron and they like, they don't, what did Marissa say? I want to know. The show cuts her off. They like <laughs> basically, you can hear her turn down the volume and it goes to this like more Aaron montage of like what Aaron thinks. And I wanted to hear Marissa's point of view of the situation. I don't, I've already heard Aaron's and I was just like, I was kind of pissed at the show for like literally to like, she was talking, they wanted us to know that Marissa had something to say, but they were like, no, you're not gonna get to hear that. We're not gonna get to hear. 
I didn't catch that. Yeah, That's what part was this? It was earlier in the Bad. episode. Like Aaron and Mar Marissa's like kind of like, "What's up, Aaron?" Yeah, and Marissa was responding to Aaron, and they literally just turned. She was probably you can hear like, her go. Oh. She hear her go. Oh. And, she's like, probably like, like That's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> she's probably like, "This is dumb. This is waste your energy." Yeah. She's like, Whoa, no, 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 no. Yeah, is, you're like, no way. Like, no, this is serious. This is serious. <laughs> so Ivan, before, before this episode came out, tweeted and posted on his Instagram. How uh, whoever gets his first podcast interview post Bachelor in Paradise is going to be, be be receiving a lot of tea, and so obviously I got a lot of people sending me his tweets yeah. up in his DMs. Uh, a lot of podcasts are like, "I got you." Like I would love. I I hope uh, I'm lucky enough to be the one. I'd love to have Ivan on again. Um, he he knows that I would uh, be happy to have him on. We'll see if it happens. Some things. Uh, are are out of my control in, in terms of uh, if like I don't have a relationship. I have a relationship with the show, yeah. but I'm not connected to the show, and I, uh, they're good to me as long as it doesn't interfere with things that they're trying to accomplish. Totally. So we'll see if, if you, I'm lucky enough to get, you Ivan. get him. I I feel like Ivan might have tweeted that out in preparation for like us talking about what we just saw. Yeah. It maybe is because Ivan's clearly smart. He's think? calculated. Like, I want to know what's what he's going to say. tweeting that yeah. to see if we like to like so that we wouldn't talk shit about him. So like, everyone who's hosting a Bachelor recap <laughs> who's trying to get Ivan on their podcast is like, well, let's not talk shit about Ivan because like I want him well, to We need my to podcast. know. And we um, need to know what he's going to say. Like, what if it contradicts everything tea, that we say? Wait, maybe. Well, here's the thing. As we talk about on this podcast, like all we're, we're responding to what we saw. Yeah. We, re we, we acknowledge there's an edit. Yeah. We, there are things that are not aired. Yeah. Uh, like perfect example, the Marissa thing. We have no idea what she said in that moment. That might've been valuable information. Yeah. The show chose to not let us hear that, fine. Yeah. Um, but what we saw from Ivan is, first off, like, you know, he made the moves on, on Chelsea. Chelsea seemed to really like it. Uh, Aaron had a big problem with it. And Ivan's big thing was, Chelsea wanted to talk to me. Now we watched this closely. Yeah. yeah, we replayed it we like replayed three it. times, guys. And it's interesting, because I'm really curious of what Ivan has to say. It's not like I, I what I've always liked about Ivan, and and I'd say the same thing about the two of you, is yeah. that what I really like about pe from people who go on the show is they can recognize it's a TV show. That's fine. Things don't have to be mutually exclusive. They want to go on. They enjoy it when they do go on. Yeah. But they don't need it, and they're not afraid of saying and doing anything just to be liked. And like, I think, you know, you two went on The Bachelor, you opted not to go on Bachelor in Paradise, not because it was, you're above it, but as you said, I wasn't interested in anyone, so I chose not to go. I have other yeah. things going on. Who knows what holds the future? And I've always seen <laughs> Ivan as someone who's like, he's still working, he's still like an aeronautical engineer. Yeah. He, I, I don't think Ivan is afraid of being disliked. I think he likes to be liked, mm -hmm. as I do, like anyone yeah. does, but I don't think he's afraid of it. And that's what I've always thought of him at this point. What we saw is it seems like he's gotten himself caught in a little bit of a lie. At least that's how it's presented. And, you know, I was yeah. like, Chelsea wanted to talk to me. Quick montage to like the show being like, Ivan's a liar. Yeah, right? that's a good point. Now, interestingly enough, Ivan said Chelsea wanted to talk to me. That's what we saw. I have my notes. Okay. I have my notes. 
Bring out the notes. He, okay. He said, <clears throat> you're mad that Chelsea wanted to talk to me. What am I supposed to do? Say no to her? Yeah. Keep saying Chelsea wanted to talk to me. And then he says, <laughs> she asked me to go talk. Okay. Mm-hmm. That last part is a bit damning for Ivan. Yeah. Because up until that point, saying Chelsea wanted to talk to me isn't saying Chelsea came up to me, isn't saying Chelsea pulled, asked, pulled me yeah. or that language. That's true. So it is possible that Ivan was made aware via a third party that yeah. Chelsea was interested. You know, clearly this this episode, more than any episode in this whole season, and essentially what the better is, is it just feels as a very high school essence to it. And oh I actually thought about this last week. I'm constantly being asked, like, what's, and I'm sure you, you women get this too. What's it like to be on the show? Yeah. What's it like to be on the show? And I've always, I'm always trying to contextualize it to someone who hasn't had that experience. And let me know what you women think about my answer and of all the different ways I've tried to answer it. But what it is, I think, is for a lot of people, and I'm someone who went into the world, had real feelings for people, right? I, mm-hmm. I've always stood by how I felt in the moment. And what it is, is, And it's like, once you go, it's like an agreement to yourself to say, okay, whatever I've learned in my life so far, whatever, like I've had these boyfriends or girlfriends and I toxic this, toxic that. And I've learned we've broken up and now I have some perspective. I'm not going to do that, et cetera, et cetera. And then you, you learn these things, these tools. And when you go on the show, it's like an agreement to say, Fuck off all of that. I'm, I'm just, if I feel anything, I'm going to call it love, just like I did when I was 16 or 17. If, if it, I'm not going to say to myself, okay, like I feel something, but like clearly I don't know them. I'm just going to like roll with these intense feelings and I'm going to, everything I've learned about like questioning things and having perspective, I'm going to just set that aside and I'll worry about it when I, with, if and when I get off the show in a relationship. And I think that's probably in a very high, like again, that's it's how we fell in love the first time in yeah. high school when we felt that. And I think that's what it's like for the people in the bachelor world. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, and you're, well, you're also, you're going on a show where people get engaged at the end of it too. Like you're going on a show where people fall in love. So even before entering it, you're kind of like, well, there's a chance I might fall in love with this person. And then whenever you start feeling those feelings that you felt whenever you were in high school or the first time you fell in love, then you're like, oh, okay, yeah, like I'm definitely falling in love with this yeah. person. Like this is how it's supposed to happen or work. Yes. Um, yeah. And then you just get caught, like you get swept away. You it's get carried away in the current, so. I mean, for I was like so screwed because I've never really had like a legitimate relationship since high school. So I was like, wow, this is, I think I actually am in love right now because I've never felt that for someone. Mm. So when I started feeling those feelings that maybe I felt for the first time in like sixth grade with my sixth grade boyfriend or whatever, like I was like, oh my God, this is what love is supposed to feel like. Um. So yeah, I can completely relate to that. I've never thought about it like that, but it is like a really intense childhood crush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm assuming like when you left the show, like what was your thought process about kind of processing the, what happened versus removing yourself from the intensity of that world? Did you like have that kind of recognition of like, okay, like 
I definitely like like the guy, but like that obviously wasn't love. Or when when did you kind of realize that? Yeah. Um I mean, I've talked to like a few people about this and I feel like those first few months like back in reality are really hard for a lot of people mm. like just going back to real life and that those few months were really tough for me because I was just like it's like an emotional hangover <laughs> like that's how I felt and I mean I had like my parents who like honestly were kind of when I first decided I wanted to go on the show, they were like, what? No. Um, and so when they, when I was like watching it back with my family, they were like, this is a totally different side of you that we've never seen before mm. because I haven't ever really been so open and vulnerable. So I guess. So did they, and did the, did they like to see that side of you? Like, did yeah, they but they were it? just like, I don't know who this is. Oh, okay. And I wow. didn't know who it was, which is also why I had like that feeling of, whoa, am I in love? Because I was yeah. like, so just. Well, it's it's certainly not therapy, to yeah. be clear. But it feels like therapy because you're constantly being asked and you're talking about mm -hmm. your emotions and feelings. So there's a, you're like, oh, this feels good to like kind of just get it out, man. Yeah. I, I've been bottling whatever I just. You know, we often don't feel safe to just talk about how we're right. feeling. And it's so welcomed in that atmosphere <laughs> yeah. that it's really easy to, to lean into. Yeah. Yeah. I think really when I realized that like that wasn't love was when I got back and I like really started going to therapy and spent some time like on my own, obviously just time like away from the show and watching it back and finishing the season. But really it was actually going to therapy and being like, I just experienced something very crazy that most people have never experienced before. And I poured so much of my self into it. And as we've talked about, like you still oftentimes, even if you like pour almost every part of your vulnerable self into it sometimes it comes back and you're like whoa that's not all of me you know you're only mm. seeing a one-dimensional character and that was like really hard i, I love that you like that is, got into therapy right after yeah, the show i fucked up yeah oh you got it. i'm probably what a, still what a forward-thinking thing to do um, I don't think it's very common for no, and they should like everyone who goes to that show should immediately, 100%. yeah, and this is immediately. just my humble opinion dive in to therapy. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, um, my mom told me she was like, Come on, so either way, whatever we saw from Ivan, he clearly it seems like it seems like he's being he's doing some lying of some sort. Mm -hmm. I'm anxious to see what Ivan has to say, but let's just work with the information. We have what are we what do we think about this? Is Ivan is he being? I guess he's being a little shady. Well, it, like talking just specifically, like, do it? Does it matter who pulled who? Yeah, the more you the more you said that, the more you said like they cut off 
Marisa, whatever she was saying. And then obviously we did catch Ivan in a little in a little lie. And again, we don't know if someone was like, yo, Chelsea wants to talk to you. And he was like, all right, Chelsea, do you want to chat? She, she literally said, I do. And they went to go off for a chat. It doesn't really matter. You're there to talk to people. You're there to date people. What I'm realizing now, though, is Aaron is also so unreasonable. Like he's such an unreasonable person yes. and he seems so hot headed that he's just going to take anything to the next level. And then it's like it just spirals into this whole thing, which is like he's yeah. not good with uh, his words when he's feeling emotion of any kind. No, he resorts yeah. to calling people, telling people that they have issues and they're yes, he's immoral <laughs> and. Yeah, there's I don't even know what else. But this goes back to like how emotionally intense that environment is, Mm. is that like maybe he's not as hot headed in real life. But even like what we saw with Riley talking to Ivan about (laughs) like going to like what happened at the hotel, like he was so angry about it in the moment. And I'm sure he looks back now and he was like, why was I even that mad about it? What I kind of liked about that moment, it was one, as a loyal person, I love someone who's willing to have their friends back. Interestingly enough, uh, and I'm obviously a big fan of, of Riley. And right off the bat, when Riley like had Ivan's back, I'm like, that's all I need to know whose side I need to be on. Ooh. Like, what does Riley think? However, it was really fascinating. And we'll get into like the Ivan sneaking out. But whether I, like, Riley was clearly like weirdly intense and like yeah. earnest about like this, like <laughs> this sneaking out is so ridiculous. But, and the point I want to make is regardless, I like that when it comes to like the idea of loyalty in life and friends is that as you get older, you realize that, well, you always want your friends back. Sometimes you had their back for the wrong reasons. Cause as an adult, you're just like, man, fuck you were wrong. Like what the fuck? And I had your back. You yeah. Know? I feel and, that and though. I, and you saw that with Riley, which was kind of fascinating where it's just like, I wanted like, bro, like you let me down and I'd do anything <laughs> for you, but like, what the fuck? <laughs> I had this thought whenever I was watch watching this. James, I think James Goat like says in an interview, like, yeah, like Aaron's my bro. Like I've got his back whether he's wrong or right. Yeah. And then in that moment, I was like, there's like a lot of toxic masculinity going on in this show because you shouldn't have someone's back if they're wrong or right. I think Riley was so disappointed because he wants to hold Ivan accountable. Yes. So he was so disappointed because he went to bat for him and then goes, bro, you fucked up. But that was all about accountability. Whenever James was like, if you're wrong or right, I'm going to have your back no matter what. It's like, ah, no, you do have to hold your friends accountable to a certain extent totally. and to let him just go off on a rampage like that it's like <laughs> yeah and that's why i like seeing it because like riley never said that what riley you saw riley having his boy back because right. he was like i i'm gonna advocate like you know this is an ivan versus aaron situation <laughs> yeah. so riley must be thinking like Ivan's oh, i'm gonna level-headed go. <laughs> and he's and aaron's just like and when you saw riley regardless of how ridiculous we think that all was yeah. you saw riley think that Ivan was wrong and he backtracked and called his boy out. Yeah. I liked that as opposed to the James being like, right or wrong, man. <laughs> I like we're I'm going to go for it. And yeah, you're right. There is some, you know, toxic masculinity energy and you know, there if nothing else, it's just incredibly immature. Yeah. And yeah. I like James. He seems sweet and I'm not a fan of Aaron's character, but they both seem on the very immature side emotionally of their age. Right. It feels like. They need Bennett's book. 
Oh. Emotional maturity. Oh, my yes. God. Thank, yes. Nice callback, Kit. <laughs> wow. Uh, Look at done. me with the trivia. The that is trivia. fucking so hilarious. Wells, Wells comes up and, you know, uh, plays Enforcer. We all agreed this whole thing was super weird. Fucking, it was Oh, my weird. God. It, it was so like forced. he was in the principal's office. Yeah. yeah. And it was like... Like the camp counselor, <laughs> it was like summer camp. Camp counselor, they did something wrong. And it was, again, it's so hyperbolic. It's a show. I'm pretty sure I feel like the sh this was sh the show punishing Ivan. Yeah. And this will be interesting. It'll be interesting to hear Ivan's perspective because like, I love my like my show people. I love, uh, you know, my producer friends. But they do not like people sneaking out and going outside the rules, as, as Ryling calls it, the system. Ew. The system, bro, that was and, PTSD. You know, and they, you know, listen, yeah. they're there to make a TV show, and they can't make a TV show when they can't film you doing whatever it is that you want to do. Right. So, like, that's frustrating to them. They don't like that. So, like, but in reality, these are just two adults saying, "Like, fuck it." Kit, you made an interesting point. You yeah. could make an argument while we were watching this. Mm -hmm. You said we could. You can make an argument that was Ivan literally looking for a connection like being sincere yeah yeah i mean i think like a lot of people were kind of angry because he's going around the system but the point of this system is to fall in love yeah. at the end of the day and he according to everyone on the beach in the show yes yeah exactly. in this world this is yeah. why we're here the point of this process or the system or whatever you want to call it is for people to fall in love at the end of the day. Yeah. And, you know, though Ivan kind of went around the rules of the show world by leaving his hotel room, at the same time, like, I think that was him trying to go make a connection that he really didn't want to regret missing if he yeah. went home. Yeah. And, and the system, the structure of the show is, you know, the producers deciding who walks down when. Right. You know? It's also like, you're going to regret not doing something. You're going to regret not yeah. saying this. Like, that's one of the biggest takeaways was like, well, you better tell him you love him right now. Well, you better go get that girl back right now or else you're going to regret it. And I think Ivan was literally like, if I don't do this right now, I'm going to regret this for oh, the yeah. rest of my life. How many times had we seen Chris Harrison or Wells now or any of the guest producers <laughs> say some version of, not a lot of time here. Take advantage of the time that you have. There are really no, that we've heard people reference, there are no rules, there's guidelines. Like this yeah. is a show on, like whether it's this season or seasons before, tell us that there's actually no rules. There's, there's yeah. just like, eh. and honestly, if you're really here for love, go out, like what they do emphasize is not enough time and bold moves. Yeah. yeah. And yet, now we're hearing the opposite. Nope, not not bold moves. Interestingly enough, I thought it was kind of fascinating the show decided to air. Ivan saying, Ivan was very clear. Uh, a producer was in my room. They left their phone unlocked, yeah. and what was unlocked Sus. is a Sus to me. is a basically list of the names and room numbers of the potential guests. Now, yeah, that could just be a coincidence or an accident. Or that could be people, you know, conveniently leaving. And as we, you know, people will ask, you got the producers, blah, 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 you know, like, so, yeah. Like, they, they often get too much credit, but what they do, again, is create situations 
for vulnerable people to to act, act out, out of yes and yes and was this <laughs> was this a situation where a, a, was this a producer creating a situation to see if was this bait? Well, when we were watching it, Bree said something. She goes, "Ivan was so desperate in that moment," mm -hmm. and like watching everything that played out on the beach after, I was like, "He really was just so desperate." Like that's how it felt. Like, and it and it brought me back. Like I understand how he was feeling in that moment, exactly. where it's just like, "I will do anything." At because time is short and you know yep. you got to make bold moves and you're there for love and whatever and like in that moment he was probably thinking to himself if i don't do this now like i could yeah. lose the woman of my dreams <laughs> yeah. you know oh, literally yeah. you're right should walk away forever and yeah. I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out because you know we mm -hmm. like to tease and we will criticize but we know having all been in there sometimes when we're talking to people who haven't like if you're being really honest with people, like I love that you said that because, you know, and I've said this, like whether like Andy or Caitlin, I don't think of them as exes. It's not the same. But yeah. I also don't say I've like I I've when I said what I said in that world, yes. I believed it. Yes. Yes. I can yes. be out of that world now and go, okay, well, that I was, was uh, but either way, I believed what I said in the moment. I like right. that you acknowledge that too, Kit, right? In terms of like I'm not gonna run and say I didn't feel that or I was faking it. Right. I, I just realized it wasn't what I thought it was in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so right or wrong with Ivan, you're, what you're seeing is him being all, like this episode was clear. Everyone is so in it. They're so yes. in yeah, this and we're watching it being like, you guys are being ridiculous. This <laughs> yeah. is, why do you guys care about these dumb and silly things? And it's because I think they're just, they're like three weeks in, they're just so, Kind you, of just in it. They're, you also have no idea how your experience is going to go. So at that point, they're in a position where they're like, I came here thinking I was going to, all of these relationships were going to come to fruition. Ivan was like hitting it off with several people on the beach. So then he found himself in a moment where he's like, holy shit, engagements are like right around the corner. They're happening in a few days. And I don't have an, like, I'm not in a relationship anymore. And someone who I know, or I think it might be here, you know, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to find them and yeah. have that relationship come to fruition. But yeah. again, like if you were outside of the quote unquote system, you would think to yourself like, there's only a few days until I get engaged. Why am I even trying? Like, why don't I just leave? Yeah. But it's yeah. just the, the intensity. The intensity, yeah. yeah. Because, it is, was it Alexa? Who was this girl? Alexa or Alexa? Alexa. Ivan claims that this was the woman he's kind of been waiting for the whole time. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And and also there's an element of, and we talked a lot about this, I you know, with Justin Long when him and his brother were on, Christian. There is a self-awareness of your status when you go on. Like, even if you went, you know, you knew you were a fan favorite, Brie. Like, Kit, you knew the same. You Like, you're aware of your... Ivan is self-aware. I that, even knew he came in with an expectation of leaving. People really were love. rooting for and him. And I think yeah. he, you even see him kind of acknowledge that. And I think that plays in to his actions and what comes across as desperation yeah. at that point. Yeah, yeah. he know? felt like he was like, all these people are rooting for me. Like I have to go in here and like give it everything So he's that just I've like got. making moves. We also don't know. And again, part of the reason why I'd be interested to hear from Ivan, like what if, 
again, this the 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 phone out on the counter is sus, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And again, that, I'm shocked the show aired that. The show like aired yeah. Ivan saying Air. they didn't have to air Ivan accusing a producer of leaving their phone in the room unlocked with room numbers on, but they chose yeah. to air that fine. And yes, like it is sus and. Why wouldn't to you know bring it all home is like why wouldn't why wouldn't Ivan do that? He showed up, yeah. he's been waiting for this one girl for whatever reason. The producers chose not to bring her down. He's just like playing musical chairs with all these these, these different people. True. He has a a, a night alone. The he, the the room his, his room room was there. It's like, oh, she's in room four oh nine. Okay, I'm gonna go knock on her door. <laughs> yeah. And like have I have all night to talk to her. Wait, Great. can I can I also say it probably felt like fate to him in that moment. Yeah. Like you're totally. like you're literally totally. searching for anything. Great like you're point. searching for a sign. Give me anything. And then you're like, oh, this was meant to be. Yeah. Like yeah. I have to act on this right now. Yeah, that's like, an excellent point. Yeah. And yeah. for all yeah. we know, that's what I was going to say. For all we know, he went, thank you, Natalie. We, he could have gone like that night where they're like the storm, the danger storm that might kill everybody, uh, according to them. Uh, Ivan might be like, hey, listen, guys, I'm, I'm checked out. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, oh. And then they just leave a phone there. Again, yeah. I don't know that that happened. Yeah. Speculation, mm -hmm. but it's definitely possible. Ivan could be like, "Hey guys, I'm just like, I'm not feeling it. Clearly, I'm not connection. Like, honestly, Chelsea, she's cool, but like, uh, maybe I should just go." Yeah. And and then all of a sudden, and conveniently, an unlocked phone is left in their room. The stars I aligned. I, I will say, since we're creating alternative <laughs> scenarios, <laughs> I wonder if the reactions to Ivan doing that were maybe more about something than just him going to meet the girl. Like maybe I know there's like COVID situations and I know there's, you know, consent. There's like a yeah. heightened yeah. like awareness of consent and stuff like that. So maybe it was other. So there, from a show standpoint, like to me, you make a good point. This is clearly the show not only – punishing Ivan for breaking the rules. It is a, we're going to make an example of Ivan because people have snuck out. Caitlin yeah. and I both, I snuck out when I showed up in New York on Caitlin's season and we just talked. Yeah. Caitlin snuck out and went and talked to Sean, which they kind of made a thing on the show. And then since Paradise, when Corinne went on and they had that situation, they've mm -hmm. made, incorporated more rules around like signing from a like from a show legal standpoint, but yeah, they're you know the, Ivan and this girl seem to like two adults having a conversation. But you're right. So to me, this is a show. This is what we saw. What like what seemed like Wells being the camp counselor lecturing someone. <laughs> yeah. It was like it was so hyperbolic in the sense it felt like uh, a someone in third grade. 100%. Who went and got a who who got a, like a D on a test? They didn't yes. study. They definitely like meet their potential, and their parents came at them and said, "You're ruining your life. You'll never get into the college that we want you to go to, all because a third grader got a D on a spelling test." Right. And yeah. the show acted like 
He, his life was ru- o- his, over. Like, yeah. These kind of actions are going to ruin your life if you keep getting D's in the third grade on the spelling Aww. test, right? That's how they treated the situation. Yeah. And to me, it was the show. Anyone watching it who might want to go on the show in the future, you don't sneak out because we will we'll make it seem like you Bro. were breaking the rules or going outside the system yeah. and that you're a bad it definitely example. felt like they were try like it definitely felt like they're trying to make examples out of like you know quote unquote bad behaviors this season. But you also have to understand too, like people are going on and wanting to find a genuine connection. And however, whatever the means are to do that and get there, yeah. people are willing to do. Like we're going on a sh- people are putting their lives on hold. People are putting their family and friends and you know external relationships on hold. Like. People are genuinely going on the show to be like, you know what? This is my one-time opportunity. I'm going to do everything that it takes to develop this genuine connection and relationship with this person and let them know that I'm interested and go out of my way to do so. And then they kind of get, you know, you get punished for it because you get there and things are not all what they seem to be, right? Nothing is. Exactly. (laughs) And and as much as we love to say, and I think last week I said something to the effect when we were talking about uh, Blake and Tia, it's like, wouldn't it be nice to have like, have this mature reaction to say, hey, babe, blah, 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 blah. And that would be nice. But that also would be boring TV if we got right. a bunch of adult conversations. Um, anyway, so the rose ceremony, Ivan recuses himself. <laughs> Do we have a problem? Because it felt like Ivan said something to the effect of, listen, Chelsea, I know you weren't going to give me the rose. And kind of like almost, I felt like, it felt like he was trying to humble himself in yeah. that moment. You're you're not going to give me a rose. Yeah. I get it. No, yeah. he said he wouldn't accept Before a rose. Before that though, he said, I'm, you're, I know you weren't going to give me a rose, but, but. I just want to say, if you did, I wasn't going to accept it because I'm uh, out of it. So you uh, take the opposite. Are, you, you think that was... He shouldn't have said that. I felt like he was not trying to say anything shady or disrespect Chelsea in any way. I felt like he was trying to say, I've decided to remove myself regardless. Well, Is it conven- I don't know. No, he, he wouldn't like have. That. Yeah, it is a convenient backtrack to what the accusation is. We we now call rose hunting. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, he de- he definitely like did not have to say that because I mean I think we all know that if he had not been called out by by you know camp counselor well- Wells, um, he would have he probably he would have tried he to stay. He wanted to a better, stay. A better, yeah, a better thing. Ivan should have just said, "Hey guys." Again, I'm sorry if I, you know, I'm, I'm realizing now I'm not making the best decisions regardless and I should go. Yeah. And then just left it at that. He didn't have to like, that's his, it was his ego wanting to say, I would have turned it down. Well, like, you know what I'm maybe saying? Not, like, oh, maybe not his ego, but I think in that moment, given all the information that he had and he, you know, he was like, okay, you know what? I'm not myself. I'm, I actually, I realized that I am acting like out of character a little bit. In that moment, I think he used that to justify like why I would have, why I would have turned your rose down. Like he was like, you know what? 
I, you know, was acting out of character. I'm not really with it mentally. So therefore I would not have accepted your rose, which like we know that's not true, but he had, he was using the information that was pointed so you, out to him. You think he was lying. You think he would have accepted the rose. Totally. I think he would have accepted the rose too. Why not? To give himself another opportunity to be with Alexa at the end? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I would have. Unless the show was just like, you gotta go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then it, I it just did. feel like it's so like, it just didn't need to be said. Like, I wouldn't accept your rose if you gave yeah. it to me. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was a little bit of a, I need, I just, it was that one thing that we do where I like, I, you, you say it and you're like, I shouldn't, I didn't need to say that. Yeah. Um, no. I mean, he also said something a little bit, um, a little bit problematic or off-putting rather to Chelsea whenever they were having that conversation where she was confronting him like, well, did you say that I pulled you? He goes, you know, he was like, you know, you're, you know, you're cool. Like, you know, you're attractive. Yeah. Now and I did not that, like that. He, she, he was like, yeah, he just, I, you know, you're cool. Yeah. You know, like. I just don't think it's a compliment. It's no. not. Yeah. It's, it's, like it's dismissive almost to say, well, you, you should know that I like you right. because you're pretty. Is this yeah. essentially what he said? Exactly. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said. Yeah. You should know that I like you because you're pretty. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no. I don't need to know There was anything. a lot of that this episode. Kenny and Mari being like, uh, I don't, don't know what it is. I can't articulate anything. Please don't ask me to be specific. Yeah. But I like you. <laughs> like, but it's because they actually haven't known each yeah, other know. for that long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you Chelsea also, even says Chelsea does the same thing when she gives the rose to Aaron. She goes, "There's this something that's drawing me to you. No idea what it is." <laughs> that was kind of a dig, though. That was like that a was subtle dig. Yeah, but I'm like yeah. loving these. Like, she's like, it's like they. And again, maybe again, not to the degree that Brendan did it to Natasha. Yeah. So many people, because the way the show is set up, they know. They're literally told people are gonna arrive, don't know who's gonna arrive, don't get don't don't leave yet because keep keep trying to get here because mm -hmm. we don't know. And mm -hmm. so there's these constant like vagueness of trying not to say too much, but saying just enough to a valid they everyone's trying to validate their yeah. decision in the moment but hedge their bet to not have to own that choice. So like- I didn't even think about that. You know, uh, yeah, I didn't think about that, that either, so, but at yeah. the same time, it's like, well, don't you want your connection to be a little bit stronger that you don't care if you like mess up and say that you no. like them too much? Mm -hmm. Totally. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I feel like that kind of is like, I mean, I think Kenny and Mari have kind of dealt with that all season where they have been so open to yeah. each other and have really expressed that they're falling in love and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, they did have a lot of, you know, mix-ups in the relationship, especially in the beginning, like with Demi and with Mari saying she wanted to go on other dates and stuff like that. Like, and I feel like they've recovered from those things. So it just goes to show that you can be open and – be a little bit more like let yourself fall in love in that way without getting super roasted for it later if you decide to kind of explore other things. Well, I totally agree with the fact that people could be a lot more honest about their feelings and not look bad, but they're not being honest because they're so afraid 
of how they might look. They're just being hmm. super vague and super indecisive. Yeah. And yeah, they, I think they could be a lot more honest and real with their feelings and actually be quite liked for it. It would be refreshing, but I think easier said than done um, for a lot of the people there yeah. to express how they actually feel. And whether that's because they're afraid to say it or they don't feel it, it's unclear. Well, that brings us to the Noah and Abigail situation because I think that Noah is someone who was so open and honest. He was like, I like you. You know, what is going on here? And she didn't really have anything to say to him in that first moment when he said that. Yeah. But then during the prom, he's sitting there and he's like, he was like, he ended things, but in a way that like didn't really acknowledge the previous conversation when he was so vulnerable and like she didn't seem to share the same thought process as he he was in that moment. But then during the prom, he was like, he didn't he, like talk took about it all that. Back. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. He got more hyperbolic and maybe not or, or vague. Like he said. Well, I just realized you're not my person <laughs> and you're, you know, the classic, there's so many great things about you, but maybe you're not great for me. Kind of just very platitude kind of cliche things you say to someone that you're like, I, you know, so people say that we talk, obviously I talk a lot, a lot about relationships on my show and people always say things like, well, I just don't understand why would they say this to me and also break up? Because right. when they break up, they'll say things like, you're just so great. You're great. I love everything about you, <laughs> but we shouldn't date. And the person being broken up with is always thinking, all they're hearing is, they said they love everything about me. They said, they literally said I was great. Why wouldn't you want to be with someone great? Right. So like, that's the kind of the juxtaposition. But you're right, Kit, because if Noah wanted to be truly honest with his feelings, it would have made a lot more sense if he said, Listen, I I told you how I felt. Mm -hmm. You literally said nothing. And Abigail's like, because Abigail says to Noah, you're the one who's trying to get me to open up. You're the one who's trying to express yourself. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, you do. And then like 24 hours later, you're backtracking already. Right. Which is a valid counterpoint that Abigail says based off of all the, like, the platitudes that Noah says to her. Right. But if Noah would have just said, listen, like, I opened up to you. You said literally nothing to right. me. And I realized that maybe it, it feels like, I don't know, I don't want to speak for you, but it feels like I'm the ones pulling you and I'm pulling you and I'm pulling you. And I, I don't want to be in a relationship where I have to like, I'm the one constantly getting us and moving us along. Mm -hmm. And that's just how it feels to me. And maybe we're just... You know, maybe our like love languages are blah, yeah. blah, 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 and gotten specific with why he was feeling the way he did. That would have made a lot more sense. But instead, it was just more like, well, you're not my person. But I know. I feel like he said that because he knew in that moment, our relationship is not going to work in this environment. It's not happening for us here. And so he was kind of just saying something so that they could be yes. done in that environment. Yeah. Like mm. it was something where she couldn't say anything to it 
that would save their relationship. So, so you're saying he un- or he intentionally ended the relationship there so that way it could just come to a halt and then maybe they pick back up. Yeah, I yeah. I think that's what it was about yeah. because if let's say he did say I feel as though I'm being so vulnerable and you maybe don't feel the same way or you're not giving me anything in return. Maybe she would have been like, well, I do. I am falling in love with you. Mm-hmm. And like, I do want to be here with you. And, and he didn't want her to say that, you think. And I I think why, why wouldn't he give her that option, you know, if he wanted that to yeah. be said? That's a good, excellent point. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he didn't want, he had decided. He was like, this reason, is. We've got to continue this on the outside. Point. Yeah. That's yeah. an excellent point. You don't want to give someone the window if you don't want them walking, go, you know, going through it, so to speak. Yeah. Very smart. That's giving Noah a lot of credit. I, I don't think I don't think Noah was a dummy at all. Yeah. I mean, I don't get. I mean, you at the end of the day, too. Like, I think we can acknowledge this from being, you know, very. Um, I don't know, in tune with our feelings and stuff and such. But like, you can acknowledge to a certain extent, like if I want to kind of like save this relationship or if I want to like salvage what's been going on here, you do, maybe he had like a moment where he was like, okay, this is what we need to do to continue our relationship where we left off on a good note outside of this. Like I I could understand that. Mm -hmm. I could totally understand like you want to like save or salvage whatever you have. So you think the Abigail and Noah story could be continuing as we speak I mean, I would I like. Would I would so. hope so. Any, any rumors? You guys, I mean, aren't. Like, what do you? I've not heard any rumors, I don't know. but okay, I, don't I would know. hope that you know. They were both at GovBall. I never saw them together. That's very a great point. Now is that them going out of their way? <laughs> we don't know. Well, we don't know. To we have continued. no idea. Uh, backtracking a little bit to Mari and Kenny. I know Natalie. Uh, and I don't disagree, has zero interest in this love story. Uh, Ouch. Where, <laughs> how do you two feel about, are, are you in, are, invested in the Kenny and Mari love story or Damn it. not so much? You, Kate, know you what? had something really quite funny to say when you were watching it. I was wondering if you remember and if you're willing to say it. Oh no, what did I say? Was it me? <laughs> Was it nice? It was. I'm the number one fan. It ended up being kind of nice with a, you know, it's like like a kind of a. There's like. I will. So corny. No, it's cute. It's cute. Yeah, I think that they just they're so in deep together at this point that like I think even when. Kenny is having this moment where he's like, whoa, I don't know. Like, should we take a step back or whatever? I think he's genuinely thinking to himself, oh, my God, I'm so scared. Like, because I do love her so much. And I we are one of the strongest couples here. And like, he's probably thinking to himself, oh, my God, I have three days to propose. (laughs) Now this is not into Kenny and Mark. Well, well, it's just kind of fast because they it's it feels like, again, from what they're airing, that every like Mari's like uh, you know I woke up or that was Kenny I woke up today and then Mari's like we needed to have a talk and it's like it's like Kenny and Mari only have two different kinds of conversations <laughs> one is they break up 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, the other is they get back together. That's the only thing they ever talk about is breaking up and getting back together. That's how yeah. it feels like, what it yeah. feels like. And yet, and then all of a sudden, insert Mari last episode started saying, you know, this past two episodes, it's clearly the show or the cast, whatever, whether it's coming from the, the pressure the cast feels on themselves. Again, the, the cast is hyper aware. They know there's an expectation of engagement. I've always said this the show. The, I've ne- I was never pressured ever to get engaged from the show, from producers. But I always felt pressure. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, yeah. like you, you feel that the pressure's there. It's lingering. Yeah. But no one's like, you have to do this ever. Like, well, yeah, because it said, you know, there's an engagement around the corner. There's yeah. an engagement around the, cor- around the corner. So then you start to be like, oh, yeah, shit. And then there's. you feel that kind of energy. And then one of the person, like, and so you have two people, like, having, like, a real excitement for each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then one of them's like, but, like, I guess, like, engagement. And even if the other person is like, well, wait, that's, that's insane. Yeah. The other person will take it as like, wait, I don't, you don't like me enough? So there, that pressure of, like, all of a sudden the conversation, it's like, should we move in together? Mm-hmm. And even though, you're like, you're totally not ready, all of a sudden couples will be like, well, maybe we should break up. You're like, well, wait, maybe I'm just not ready to live with you yet. Yeah. 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 Like, all or nothing mentality, which I kind of. From from watching it, I feel as though Mari is really the one that has like the all or nothing mentality, oh, yeah. and Kenny's yeah. kind of like, oh, should we see what this turns that's, into? That's <laughs> that's a great point, right? Because Mari's giving off the energy, and I've I've been a fan of Kenny, uh, but Mari's giving off the energy like in life where she has decided she likes him, yeah, mm-hmm. and even if Kenny ends up like. Having sex with ten more people, yeah. she'll find a way to forgive him because she has decided, I'm in. And it's kind of like, Ugh, Mari, like, yeah, you know, like, what exactly do you? Why, I I just don't like that Mari isn't saying anything to Kenny when Kenny says things like, I don't know what it is, yeah, um, <laughs> but I like you. And she's just like, oh, my God, that's the most romantic thing I've ever heard. I don't know what it is. I can't say anything specifically. Nothing. Yeah. Not one thing. And I wish Mari would have been like, you know, it'd be just really nice if you could just, like, say one specific thing that you like about me. Like, just anything, you know? Like, where's the pressure? No, where's the pressure no, to yeah. figure it out? Yeah. And she's just be, like, oh, my God, Get yes. some serious answers. She just wants Kenny to say, I like you back. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like the seri- the pressure to give the serious answers is kind of what's starting be- to become a problem because she is giving off the energy like I want to be with like this is my person and yeah. like, I want to be with this person forever and she's that's the energy that she's giving off regardless of what he's giving her which it doesn't seem like a lot from what we've seen right um but yeah i just think he's he's kind of like oh mate like i do like this person and i do want to see where this goes but she's very much like this is my person period. well yeah and is it one of those things too where it's like if someone doesn't want to get engaged at the end and the other person's very offended by it they're like well you don't want to be with me or Definitely like pot- i guess yeah. you also do have to similarly to how we go on the show how we went on our season you have to be prepared to answer the question of well what does this engagement mean to you like that's always what i asked myself what a great question asked myself in the show or like would ask the person is like, or that was actually, okay. That's what we weren't on the same page about. 
because going into paradise, I think you have to be, you have to ask yourself, what does this engagement for us mean? Yeah, it's something that the show chooses not to have it be a discussion point. Of course. To say whether that actually does happen. Yeah. I would be willing to bet most people aren't asking that question. Right. I think some people might. Right. But the show is choosing not to like have that be a dialogue. What yeah. does this actually mean to you? We saw a bunch of like, could we work in the real world? And then mm. fast forward to like, you know, Joe and Serena. Like, again, who knows what is all said? We saw probably a very short segment of their conversation. But it does make Joe look a little silly, in my opinion, because we, Joe fell in love with Kendall, had a real relationship with Kendall, and it's been hammered home to us that they broke up because of a long distance problem. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to Serena and Joe having the same conversation and without any specific callback to Joe's past relationship, they recognize that it's a potential issue. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, we need to figure this out. And their plan, according to what was aired, was, I guess we'll have to like visit, and then we'll figure it out. Plan so they're, and then Joe goes, well now we have, and now we have a plan, and apparently that plan is, we're gonna fly and figure it out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had the same plan with Kendall. Yeah, you know, and it's entirely possible uh, that Serena was more specific, and could she could have said. I've always wanted to live in Chicago. I'm mm. totally down to move. That it wasn't aired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if it was, if it, that wasn't said, I'm just wondering why would Joe feel any more confident in this plan as opposed to someone else? But you're right. I mean, not, you know, you're right. But had Serena said that, then I would be like, oh, okay, well, click, yeah. boom. Yeah. Like, well, what I heard from her like before going on paradise just because she obviously doesn't really i mean she's from canada she still lives there so talking to her her about like what if she did meet somebody who is based in the u.s and stuff and she definitely from what i understand is more flexible with where she lives and i think that the kendall and joe thing is it it was just so rigid. She was like, I'm not moving for anyone. Yeah. yeah. I'm not that moving my, for a that guy. That's my understanding too. So yeah. she she's staying put, whereas Serena, like, she didn't know where she would end up, or you know, I'm sure she still loves being near her family and stuff like that. But I think she was more like, Well, if I was really in love and I wanted to spend the rest of my life with someone, I would be willing to make it work and try living in different places whereas kendall was just like i'm not even gonna try yeah i mean there are also these little like i don't even know what the word is but like specifics about the show whenever casts apply for the show and come on the show i will never be able to understand because it's like all of like their all the reality just goes out of out of the window because you apply for a show to meet people from around the from around the around the continent, from around the country. Like yeah. y- there's a chance that you guys are gonna end up at complete polar opposites of the country. So someone has to be willing to budge if you're gonna want, like if you wanna make something work. So to go on a show where everyone's gonna be from all over the place, you know, it's like um, you have to be, you have to, someone has to be willing to to make the move. Totally, I, I guess I just wish whether, maybe, she, you know, maybe Serena didn't get that specific and it's fine. Just for for Joe's sake, 
If I'm Joe, I would have wanted that specific thing to be mentioned. It's true. Because otherwise it just looks like. It could end up the same way. Act, like mm -hmm. he's not getting the answers he should want mm -hmm. to validate this legitimate concern. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's like, it's real simple. Hey, my last relationship, <laughs> there was no movement. There was no flexibility at all. Yeah. I'm flexible to a certain degree, but like I, I, I don't want to move to LA. I want to stay in the Midwest. I don't know what Joe's non-negotiables yeah. are, but it would have been it would have been nice to hear some actual specificity mm -hmm. around what those are, as opposed to we'll figure it out. Right. Yeah. And have them both being like, "What a great plan! Glad we figured that out. I feel so much better about us." Yeah. Because that's yeah. how they acted, and they literally said nothing. And it's just like, yeah, either. Yeah, I I don't know, and I don't know why they wouldn't have aired that if they said that. I mean. It would seem like a normal thing, but I don't know. That's true. Whatever. So in comes, we got some more late arrivals. We got uh, McKenna and we have... Uh, Anna. Anna. Um, I quite liked... Uh, I know Anna had a really tough time on your season. She definitely was 100% in the wrong with kind of the rumors that she created and, and damaging. She certainly paid the price <laughs> when it came to Bachelor Nation. And she showed up humbled, mm -hmm. um, owning her mistakes, uh, and uh, seeming like, you know, trying to make the, and I, I, I liked Anna this episode. Yeah. And mm -hmm. my favorite Paradise couple this season is currently- <laughs> Not this season. Anna and James. They make sense to me. One date, one date. It seemed, it seemed <laughs> it really genuine. Yeah. Like they had a cute right. flirtatious right. connection right off the bat. Yeah. And having, you know, James went on the show, like been on the show now for several episodes. It, see, it felt like refreshing yeah. from everything that we've that seen. The fact that James is still there is like- Remarkable. Remarkable, it really is. Like he deserves a gold medal. But <laughs> I will agree like, their chemistry on that date felt really real and very. I I felt like they could have met like in yeah. the real world. Yeah, they could have met in the real world Connected. and hit it off. Yeah. But yeah, who gives a shit what we think? In maybe a sense they that, have. Like, you never know. Yeah, maybe these they days. have. And like, it doesn't. You don't have to look good together to be a, a cute couple. In fact, yeah, you no. should definitely not find love based on how you think you look <laughs> or other people think you look. Yeah, you know, or if it makes sense to yeah. anyone else, like. Uh, like Joe and Serena on face value don't necessarily make sense to me. They might be the best, greatest love story in Bachelor Nation. We'll find yeah. out. Yeah. But like, yes, James and Anna, it's just like, I get this. This may, like, I, I like it. I love, they seem to be on each other's level. They seem to be a genuine interest. Yes. It's kind of, you know, some good looking. Blondes. Just blondes, just like whatever. Yeah. Hanging out. You know, not overly, you know, they I just want to have some friends that have their, each other's backs. And it's like, it's fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I felt it. it. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was really refreshing. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. If, if, I thought it was interesting that Anna was talking about James making her feel safer about the snakes, but when they showed her, she was still covered in chocolate. <laughs> so is that just like an editing decision of the show? To... Like what would make sense? Because it doesn't make sense that Anna was talking about James, being like he just makes me feel safe, rolling around in cinnamon and chocolate. But maybe they did the snakes first and the chocolate second, and yeah. for whatever reason they flipped it in the edit. But but she... I feel like girls say guys make them feel safe, like as just for a general no compliment. 
Yeah. Like I feel safe when I'm with him. Yeah. Huh. Maybe. Meanwhile, I thought that was a bit of a dig from Becca, an unnecessary dig from Becca, where she says Anna would be open to any connection because she's so late. And I'm thinking you're all <laughs> have been open to any connection yeah. to get to next week. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a weird, it was like a weird. It was yeah. like some kind dig. of a dig to James, too. Yeah. Like she's just going to go for him because he's the last one left. Yeah. Which to me, I mean, was like that. Maybe that was true, but I mean, they had they literally hit it off. Like it looked like they hit it off. Yeah, and she's saying this to Tia to like try to make Tia feel better, all while Tia's just pretending to even give a shit about James. Like yeah. this whole like, you know, Tia was clearly into Blake. Whatever weird fight they had, James gave her a block of wood. Tia's love language is clearly like gifts and acts of service mm -hmm. yeah. because. She goes on about like the fly, like a, what did what did Aaron get? Like what did Aaron do? He gave her something, literally anything. If you pick up a piece of lint off the floor <laughs> and say, "Tia, I made this for you," apparently Tia's gonna light up. Like it's all like her reaction to the dumbest things about like it, as long as it's something. If you say this reminded me of you and it's and I've made it for and you, done. You she's got, like, yes. That's the tea, yeah. that's the key to Tia's heart. Yeah. Some for some people it is acts of or get yeah gifts, but like she clearly is not into James, and so I love that Tia is just like listen he I I I kind of floated around I went on some dates James has the right to do this yeah but she's like pretending to care, <laughs> you know like you're clearly not you, you yeah. don't you don't like him it's fine you just say you, don't. you you sent the guy home you did like because he reminds you of every fuck boy you've ever dated before yeah. Blake. Damn. But I will say, like, Anna and James's makeout in that hot God. tub, that was God. like, that was on the level of Tia and Blake's makeout yeah. that she got the fanny flutters for. So, like, I think that that is a way better match. Her her and James, Tia and James have never had a makeout yeah. that steamy. Thank you. No. Yeah, no, again, James and Anna, it's my favorite batch. They feel like couple. friends. Okay. Or yeah. like, Wait, do we know if they're still... I have no idea. I don't know. I didn't even know they were going to date. So this is all news to me. I, I'm rooting. I will be yes. sad yeah, I'm a if fan. I find out that James and Anna aren't still talking. I, I'm just being serious. The connection actually looked genuine. Like yeah. either James is really freaking good at acting. I don't know. I do not. Or know. I think he likes, he really liked, he liked Anna. He liked what he saw in that moment. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, 100%. But it also just goes to show that everything you saw before that with even James with Tia was like, here's a block of wood. <laughs> Can I stick around? And when he talked to Anna, he seemed like, oh my God, like, I was so glad you're you're here. Like, yeah. I, like you, what you saw from James is like, I got here, I was like one of the first arrivals. I wish you were too. Yeah. yeah. Like that was the kind of energy James was bringing to his conversations with Anna. That was really, okay, you're really swaying me right now. That was really sweet. He was very, like, he was just so, he was so open. He was so open he with her. Up a little bit. So yeah. open to, like, getting to know her. And it, which is interesting about that. I hope they don't have a like, bad breakup, man, because they were cute. Which was yeah, interesting is that cute. this whole season we've been kind of, you know, we've liked James. You don't, you haven't seen any charisma or confidence. You've seen some awkwardness. And maybe that is just because he's been faking it. He He's not into any of these women either who mm -hmm. aren't into him. And it's just a bunch of people being like pretending to give a shit. 
And then when you see James as someone he seems to be sincerely into, I'm not saying he's Casanova. Yeah. But he looked a little bit more like, okay, yeah. all right, James, get yours. Yeah. Like, That's what I'm kind of hoping happens for some of these guys on the beach. Like Aaron is still around. Like he's just kind of like taking, you know, or trying to be open to his connections, but no one has really come in to like spark his interest. And then we have McKenna who comes in. I think Ed's been the butt of some jokes in the past couple seasons. He, you know, he very much has a club promoter vibe to him. Terrifying. He does. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> Am I, do we disagree? No, it's just like <laughs> triggering me back to like my first fake ID. And the club promoter. Yeah. Ed looks like he's a club promoter. Is he a club promoter? I have no idea. <laughs> I Ed, think he knows you if he's not one or hasn't ever been, he knows a lot of club promoters. Oh, well, you know what? I think, I, is he in sales? I don't know. Because he, he, he lives he, in Miami, I think. So. Okay. He did have a bit of a glow up, I will say. I think yeah, he, he worked out. good. Yeah. But I only want to like say that because I thought, I loved Ed this episode. I love that he went down there, McKenna is crying, and... um. And doing her thing, and he comes down, and he was just like, "Hey, man! Like, I love the perspective that Ed brought to it. It's just like, whatever. I don't even know if we like each other. Let's just <laughs> yeah. go have some fun. We're here. Who knows what could happen? Right? You know, like right. fuck it. That's like, really I'm not optimistic. Your first choice. You're not my first choice. But we're two like good looking people, and let's just we're on the get beach. Let's have fun. Have some fun. And I, I thought Ed was a real sweet. That sweet, you know, sweet moment for him mm -hmm. and whatever his club promoting days are, if they're behind him, you know, I just want to give him props for, you know, being a, a gentleman and a charmer and, and making someone feel better who, and also like, by the way, like, I just find it hysterical when McKenna's crying. If you haven't been to this little beach area, they were, you know, they were literally 10 feet away, just like watching McKenna. It was like talking about clubs it was like they were all at the dj booth oh. and mckenna was like right below the dj booth uh -huh. sitting there crying and they're all just watching her just watching talking her. about her talking, talking about, about her, her. and yeah. now it's like someone literally 10 15 feet away and i'm just like you guys you're just literally yeah. watching and talking about her and like good for no. ed for going down and just like why none of the women or no one went and talked to her i don't know that's a um, real gentleman yeah so yeah. props to him we totally forgot to bring this up. I know we've already beat on Aaron a lot, but like, can we talk about Aaron and Chelsea's kiss right after? Oh my the god! Ivy like that. Was that so oh bad. my god! What it seemed clear to me that the only thing Aaron Aaron was focused on was where Ivan was, and he <sighs> kissed Chelsea to Peacock. Yeah, literally, she wasn't even looking at him. When he like swooped around, went in for the kiss. That was like a two second kiss. Quit Pulls the kiss. Away. Says, "I we should Where's go get my a, yeah, go. Like, let's go get a drink. Let's go to the bar or something like that." And as he's saying that, he looks directly over at Ivan. Yeah, well, I've never seen such an abrupt pull away from a makeout. Yeah, short of like you being sixteen and your parents yelling at you, being like, "What are you doing?" You turn around. Like, yeah, that's how abrupt Aaron was. Oh. When he ended kissing Chelsea, and I was actually floored that Chelsea wasn't offended. Like, if I was making out with someone and they just stopped and looked away, they just like 
I'd be like, but oh, it was like I a suck. two second kiss. It was it literally like. It was a two second kiss. I also feel like maybe turn, they're turn, both turn in this back. situation where they're like, we think we're, we think both of each other's hot. Like, well, as Chelsea just, said, I mean, there's something that's wrong. She's like, you, whatever it is. <laughs> it is. So, like, whatever. Whatever it is, I'm yeah. still here. I'm and still then, getting this friend. And then, you know, we got prom, the prom thing, you know, props to the art department, beautifully shot, little, you know, hey, yeah, very cute. How apropos for an environment that feels like high school to have a high school prom. Like everyone's like, oh, yeah, I could do this. I've been doing this for three weeks. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm here for this. They you did know? look like they were really enjoying it too. And that uh, was cute. You know, 80s prom, I'm, it's fun. It's like, a fun theme. It's a fun idea. Like I would love, and they had the full costumes. If I could be in a full costume with the hair, the makeup, all of it. The disco so ball. fun. Yeah, yeah. it's cute. Aaron Paul's Tia. Chelsea says, I would never disrespect Aaron like that, despite Chelsea literally doing the same thing to Aaron with Ivan that Aaron is now doing to her. Some lack of self-awareness on uh, Chelsea's part, but like, yeah, whatever, I guess. They could totally, I mean, they totally haven't communicated in their relationship at all. No. Yeah. There's no relationship. There. <laughs> yeah. They don't. Yeah. There's really no, again, I think they both just think they're both really really hot and they're just, you know. Yeah, but they, where it takes when them. things don't go their way, they're both getting mad at the other person and showing no kind of like, oh, I did that shit. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I thought the Tia makeout that whole thing, like him pulling her, that was so just out of left field. I was right? like, where did this come yeah. from? And Tia like went for it. She like took her legs and wrapped it around him. And like Tia It was a steamy make there's been two steamy makeouts this episode. Anna and James. Anna and James and, and then Aaron and Aaron Tia. And Tia and was like, like what? He, he gave me a corset. I'm in. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah, a corsage. A corsage. Corsant, croissant, whatever the fuck <laughs> it is. Doesn't matter, Tia. It literally could have yeah. been. Oh mine. my God. That was hilarious. The the corsage, the role the corsage played in this in this <laughs> date <laughs> was <laughs> fucking crazy. Because yeah, because like, everyone was literally like he like was wearing <laughs> like he could have been wearing anything. It's like Oh, you know what? I'm wearing like this necklace. Here you, Here you go. go. I, I gave this to you. But it's like, it was just a part of his costume. And he's like, Here, <laughs> I, like, Here, I, I got, want uh, you to have I wanted a, what do I got? Yeah. Like, oh my and God. It, you know, maybe because it was the whole combination of the show and the prom date, but they walked back in. Yeah. And it just, it literally reminded me, it was like a flashback to literally being in high school where. You're at a dance oh my and God. you just like have a dance and you're like, hey, can I talk to you? And you're like, do you want to be my sweating. girlfriend? <laughs> oh my God, you're sweating. Yeah. And then you yeah. come back and you're like, hey guys, we're in love. Like yeah. Tia and Aaron came back with that very energy of like holding hands and like kind of presenting a like we're a couple now. Yeah. That was so crazy. I don't know. I don't know what's going on anymore? It's a free for all. What? Yeah, it's, it's such a free for all. Yeah. This yeah. episode, they were clear. Everyone is like, I think, all in. They're in it. Uh, either they've brainwashed themselves. Like this, <laughs> the, the the in the intense structure of being off the grid in this environment, combination of the show, their own expectations of the experience on themselves, the yeah. drama that they've had to endure. All their perspective is just completely out out the door who are you rooting for who's your what what relationship do you want to see work 
obviously Joe and Serena. It's Joe and Serena. Prom king. I want it. Yeah, prom yeah. king and queen. I uh, want to see if a they gag for me. It's like okay, you get it. You're the you're the power couple. <laughs> they are. You gotta give, but you also you have to give people props for being able to go into that environment with all of the obstacles that are thrown at you, like. One of the things that, you know, I've been talking to some of the girls about, you know, because they've they're they're in it, they've done it, um, is that, you know, you you start to feel like your relationship that you're in is is validated because of all of the quote unquote obstacles that you go through. Like you are you're thrown this and you're thrown that. And it's like, let's see if we can break this, shake up this relationship, and then you continue to come you continue to come out of it like, okay, phew, we made it through that. Well, it's interesting that you say that because that's why I'm <laughs> yeah. a little more critical of relationships on Paradise. Than, yeah. Even though those can work because Paradise is more realistic. It's Yeah, it's really testy. Yeah. Because how I, like, how I felt, and I don't know how you women felt on being on The Bachelor, is you spend more time apart than with that person. And you literally are yeah. fighting for time. And mm-hmm. by the time you get to the end, you literally feel... Like you've had to fight all these other people for this one person. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you're able to justify a lot of your feelings by there's no way this can't be love for what I've put up with, with what I have accepted, <laughs> mm-hmm. the group dates I've like went along with that were nuts. Yeah. And I fought for this. Yeah. And it's so outrageous that to me, it's more easy to believe that people believe what they're saying as opposed to paradise. It's it's harder for me to believe. Yeah. And and again, everyone's different because I, I had for me it was comparing that intense to this. Some like, you know, the Marissa's of the world, like she or even Joe. Like Joe had one day on, on Bachelor set or Bachelorette. So mm-hmm. like I guess his experience was different than say your experience yeah. or my experience. So everyone's different. But for me, it just seems a lot more realistic. Totally. But the way you described it is how I always felt about being on The Bachelor or mm, The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. But that might be different for, you know, like the Marissa's of the world who didn't get the full or D'Andro, whoever like was only on yeah. for one or two weeks. Like it's just yeah. not, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So Joe and Serena. I'm rooting for Joe Anna and, and James. That's who I want to see. I think they're the underdogs, but I want, I'm, I'm rooting for them too. Marissa and Riley. Marissa and Riley are cool. I like them. Yeah, I do like them. I like Marissa a lot. I think it's a great place to end it. Um, As an outro, should we sing happy birthday to you? No. Happy Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Nick. Happy birthday to you. You guys have great voices. That is the first time I've ever sang on air. And I'm not going to lie. I think I did well. There were some some harmonics. Well, (laughs) thank you. Um, Kid, I know you also have a podcast, Ageless. You record with your mom. Very great show. Can you tell my audience a little bit about what it is and why they should all give it a listen? So my mom and I have a podcast together called Ageless. And it's really about our very unique mother-daughter relationship because my mom is like a middle schooler, high schooler stuck in a mom body and I'm definitely an old soul. Like, so growing up, like she was always more of the free spirit and always had a 
more childlike view on the world and a very positive view on the world. And I'm more logical and more of a realist, but I think that gives us a unique take on all things fashion and wellness. So that's our main focus. Right. And there. you can listen to that anywhere you listen to podcasts. Anywhere. And it's ageless. Yeah. Check it out, everybody. I love that. Okay, I didn't know you were still doing it, so I need to go oh, um, yeah. follow it to get Here's updates. Crushing the podcast game, and and Brie, any updates on you? Got your love? You you are in love. <laughs> I'm in love. Right. Yeah, I'm in a very happy relationship. And do you think we'll ever? Well, no, because you're in love, and hopefully, we won't see you back on this show. Then. Yeah, yes. that's that's the hope. That's the hope. Yeah. And then yeah. And uh, <laughs> and work is going great. Work is going great, yeah. Um, I am still doing comms and PR, so you know, uh, getting the chance to exercise that that comms experience a little bit with the show, with all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, I've loved having. And oh, guys, what, what? wait quickly, just to shout out Brie because she organized to have a print sent for me that I get so many compliments on Bro. from Spacey Studios. It is in the back of pretty much every single one of What's Kit Cooking episodes and people freak out for it and it's amazing. So if you but haven't it's, looked. Yeah, if you haven't looked, you should definitely look Spacey Studios. It was so funny though, because Kit, I imagined it there in your house. Yeah. And then it went up perfectly and now kit does like really cute um what's kit cooking videos great and friend great videos. Uh, i love it amazing kit, you're also Thanks, active on tiktok you have some great oh my God, TikToks? You me roast me I, on there I, I, not even you i i love how people thought like i was pick, I, I think you're great on tiktok and you're you put out vulnerable fascinating things kids tiktok had and me the one time you, you literally said why do i do this and i was like well i'm here I, <laughs> yeah. I have a point of view and <laughs> i feel like those little videos are like i wish i could say i smoked weed so they could just be like my <laughs> random little high thoughts that i just put out into the world but i don't so it's actually just my random They're, little thoughts. That's that almost I better. Share. I think that's better. Vulnerability and you're just yeah. being human and I think it's great. Go follow Kit on TikTok. So good. Wow, uh, great content. It's great. Uh, ladies, thank you for coming on. You're welcome back anytime. Truly, ladies, thanks so uh, much for coming on. You were fantastic. I wish you nothing but success. You're welcome back anytime. We'd love, love to have you on. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, don't forget to send your questions at asknick at castmedia.com. Cast with a K for our Ask Nick episodes. And we are back tomorrow. Or actually, just keep listening because the episode with Rob Thill is out right now. If uh, you have anxiety, if you like nostalgia, you love fascinating conversations from a thoughtful man, make sure to tune into that episode. Uh, and if there is nothing else, we will see you well, now. We're here. Keep listening. Bye.